Welcome to the Hot Seat, David Judge, and here we are at Season 2, Episode 13 of The Hot Seat, where we release a new episode every second Tuesday, and we talk to industry influencers that have worked hands-on in the real estate industry to find out where these influencers see current and future trends, and what you can do about it to support and grow your business. Now, today's interview is a little bit different as we're interviewing Julie George, who's actually considered to be a disruptor in the industry as, as she's an expert in setting up and running an Airbnb business. Now, as of recording this interview, Julie has released recently a book called Million Dollar Host, which I will link to in the show notes. And in our interview, we discuss how Julie invested $30,000 two years ago and two years later, how that has turned into a $5 million return. I mean, mind boggling stuff. Anyway, some of the key highlights from the interview include Julie's first Airbnb experience where she took a one bedroom unit in Cairns that was renting for $240 per week, and then how she was able to turn that into renting for $600 per week consistently through Airbnb. Julie's first client and how she was able to use Airbnb to create a positively geared property, something you never hear of anymore. The realistic risk of whether or not Airbnb will actually work for an investor, and Julie's formula to make sure that a property can at least cover its loan repayments, how future competitors like Google, Google are creating platforms to compete with Airbnb and how this will impact Airbnb's offering. And finally, how property managers are using Airbnb as a part of the big picture of the servicing of their clients to develop stronger and long-term relationships. Now, Julie's interview, I mean, we had a good time. It was really funny and it was educational at the same time. I mean, her journey is fantastic to listen to. And if you are considering adding Airbnb into a range of services you offer, or if you're thinking about, if you currently offer Airbnb in your range of services you offer and you're trying to find a better way to do that, then you really do have to listen to this interview. Uh, I mean, I have to honestly say that this is one of my favorite interviews of all time on the hot seat. Julie comes across as a really down-to-earth uh, down person, and at the same time, I'm so informative, so incredible. Okay, anyway, let's listen to this episode and roll it. Hey, welcome to the Hot Seat Powered by Affordable Staff. David here, and I have... Eva Judge. And we also have... Hi, Julie George. Julie, why are you here today? Look, I am, I am considered one of the Airbnb experts in, in Australia, and yes. uh, I run an Airbnb pro um, property management company up in Cairns and we have got one of the largest portfolios in Australia at the moment uh, and, and you've got your book I've which you're going to shamelessly plug I've also written a book yeah so <laughs> I know we have a shameless plug at the end but let's have one at the beginning so, yeah, so let's right. do it so, uh, so author of Million Dollar Host so I've uh, written a book really talking about my story how I've come about to, um, to put this Airbnb property management company together and really how others can do it too with not even owning a property themselves. Mm, fantastic. So we're just going to ask you a couple of questions around where the industry is now, where it's going in the future. Sure. And this is conversational, so where it goes, it goes. Strange things come good. out of this conversation. Let's go with the flow. Bring it on. <laughs> so tell us about yourself and how you got to where you are now. Yeah, sure. So uh, look, it all only started less than three years ago. Mm. So in 2016, I had a one bedroom unit in Cairns. Uh, it was bringing in $240 a week. So I was doing okay, but it wasn't even quite meeting that uh, the income that I needed to meet the bills, the mortgage repayments, that type of thing. So when it came available, it was fully furnished, fully equipped. And I thought, let's give this Airbnb um, phenomenon a little bit of a, a crack and just see what all the fuss is about. So I listed on Airbnb. Yeah. Within a couple of weeks, I went from making 240 a week to 600 a week. And wow. that was consistent. So, yeah, the light bulb moment was probably about when it hit my bank account, the, uh, the money, and it kept hitting the bank account. I was working as a sales agent then in real estate. Yes. Um, 
and had a Sydney investor who came to me and she said, look, I'm really looking for a positively geared property. Can you help me find something? And I actually said, had to say to her, realistically, there aren't any out there on the market anymore. This is something of the past. Re- uh, positively geared don't exist. But guess what? We can create one for you. Mm, so what wow. we did is we actually went out, we got her budget, we found out what sort of areas she liked. We found a little one bedroom unit that we could purchase in her budget. We furnished it. We um, set up the Wi-Fi, put on the electricity, and we were able to then rent it on Airbnb for her. And suddenly she was making more money than she was uh, spending. Yeah, yes. and it was Great. pretty fantastic. So look, so that's where it all started. Um, the, the concept for maybe then doing it for more property investors or homeowners began. And that was, oh, that was November 2016 that we started the business. So it's a couple of years old, but it's really an on-trend product that's taken off at the moment. Mm. So let's ask some of the tougher questions. Okay, give it to me. Yes. <laughs> Around Airbnb, uh, I think there's like the, the perception of Uber yes. when it first came in and the, the taxi industry yeah. and how they were complaining a lot about mm. not doing their job properly. So as a result, someone coming in and disrupting. <laughs> taken off and yeah, taken their business away right, from them. That's there. right. Those horrible competitors. Yes. So, so um, mm. how do you find in the space? Like yeah. any, any... The resistance? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, so look... At, at first, there was a hell of a lot of resistance from hoteliers, from on-site managers, from management rights owners. Um, and I've got to say that it, that is getting less and less as we're going. What a lot of people are finding is that if they can't beat them, Airbnb, join them. Join them. Join them. Yeah, and really they have. So what I saw was an opportunity to be able to educate these hotel owners, educate the on-site managers, and to get in there and say, look, let me show you how to, to operate Airbnb, how to list on Airbnb and and maintain your property pool. So mm. these uh, there was one on-site manager in particular up in Cairns. She had bought this management rights for hundreds of thousands of dollars, like 800000 or something. And mm. she was slowly losing her property owners one by one who wanted to go off and look at other avenues such as Airbnb. Wow. Um, a little bit of coaching, a little bit of showing her what to do. She is now a super host on Airbnb. So she now manages those she properties manages, again. She's managed yeah. to get them back. And she, so yeah. she's now Brilliant. been able to pull back properties into that property pool, increasing the value of that uh, management rights. And she's she is so happy. So there is, yeah, so I guess coming back to your question, uh, a lot of resistance in the beginning, but now we're finding that I guess, yeah, the people are getting more educated and they're accepting the change. They're diversifying their businesses uh, and and everybody seems to be happy. And mm. I guess in Cairns as well, where I'm based, uh, we're very fortunate that we've actually got more, uh, more demand than we have supply. So yes, the hotels okay. cannot keep up. So we've got a very, uh, very supportive regional council that are really happy that Airbnb exists and... Mm. Um, and I think it was last year that the hotel industry saw a four percent increase, as well as wow. uh, the Airbnbs uh, go from five hundred to about two thousand over a twelve-month period. So, look, everybody—it <laughs> seems to be a bit of a perfect world at the moment, but everyone is happy. So, so yeah. in that, mm. how does it work? So, so I guess traditionally, I've always seen Airbnb as people's homes, and uh, you know, yeah. the people at Airbnb their homes when they themselves go away and things mm. like that, but. Obviously, people are buying these investment properties and yeah. they're Airbnb-ing them. 
how do they feel secure that they're going to get those bookings mm. and that they're going yeah, to be able to support the it is very risky mortgage yeah. payments <laughs> it is a total risk uh, a lot of people have just taking that leap of faith to jump in and to be able to say okay let's have a go what we always talk to property owners about is give me a minimum nightly rate that's going to cover your mortgage and we will of course push to the highest level because we're working on commission Um, (laughs) but if we need to we will drop the price so that at least they're covering their mortgages um we've been very fortunate that we haven't had any issues with that as yet because we're very careful about what properties we would want to take on to so manage. So what properties, but mm. also I'm assuming mm. um, the, the area. So yes, it, obviously the this wouldn't work in every location. Because That's right, yeah. Well, not everybody wants to. You can't just to. go out there and think, okay, I'm no going to Airbnb a property and buy, yeah. one, buy it anywhere. I'm, I'm assuming <laughs> you'd have to think very, very carefully about... You have to do your research. You really yeah. need to make sure that it's... Is it near a local tourist attraction? Is it near public transport? Is it near a... Well, an international airport always is a well, great that's a good option. Point. But... Um, but it's not only the location, it needs to be a property. We're finding that um, it's got to be a property that's, well, air-conditioned in the tropics, but offering free Wi-Fi is a must on mm. every property. Mm. We have to have free Wi-Fi. It's just it's as, as essential I'd as I'd be very disappointed sheets. if I went to an Airbnb and it didn't have a yeah, Wi-Fi. That's, right. and, that's, and that's an expectation. I now. think we're having yeah. a chat last night at dinner and, and um, David and I, we, we travel quite a lot mm. with our work. Um, and we stay in some hotels, but we actually prefer Airbnb um, <laughs> just because it works for us. Because of the convenience of and, it and me. And yeah, I think yeah. how many Airbnbs was it? Yeah, how many have you done? 26. 26. 26 in the last 12 months. Wow. Well, I, and sometimes, you know, there's no travel, but then yeah. uh, two weeks ago it was three Airbnbs, Airbnbs in one week. That right. is incredible. So. You two could write a book <laughs> on, <laughs> on reviewing million Airbnbs. Dollar. <laughs> I know. Million dollar gifts. Saving yeah. on yeah. hotels. We've spent a million dollars yeah, million on dollar Airbnbs. Spending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but, um, but yeah, yeah that's. That's a very, very fair mm. point. I, I never considered, but at the same time, as I said, if I did go into a property, I'd be like, where's my Wi-Fi? I know, but only <laughs> probably only 12 months ago, you would stay in a hotel and it wasn't expected. Yeah. Yes. But yet it is in Airbnbs. Actually, you know what I think I think back, what really put us onto Airbnb, we, we never really use it. And I think about two two Christmases ago, mm. we no, three Christmases ago. Three. Yeah, we, we went up to Noosa. And we always stayed in a resort or, or some kind of a holiday apartment yeah, sort of right. scenario. And we hired an Airbnb and the owners just blew us away because we turned up to this lovely little two-bedroom apartment. We've got two little girls. Yes. And there was a basket waiting for us. And the basket oh. had uh, a freshly baked loaf of sourdough, oh. uh, a packet of lychees. I remember this really well, a pineapple. So it was, it was full of fruit. And then we opened up the fridge and in the fridge, there was um, a dozen eggs from their farm, oh, wow. uh, homemade kombucha. I love kombucha, by the way. So it, was, it just actually, my daughter drank the whole thing. I was very disappointed. Uh, but the point was, it, it actually came with all the basics. And oh, we were wow. like, oh my goodness, what is this whole Airbnb thing oh, that we've, no. I mean, you know, we've, we've just. Yes, yeah, so it was a very, very good experience, a very first one. It was an amazing one. experience. And the, and the the level of detail that the people yeah. went to to make it. I mean, a, we're not expecting that wherever we go, you know, you expect no. just a, a place that's nice, clean, and, and whatever mm. else. But, but what a this, nice this, surprise. This was mm. what, like, Wow, the living daylights out of us, and that's what goes on. I think on the Airbnb journey across. Can't get that at the Hilton. No, that's right. That's exactly it. So you get a mini bar. You have to pay eight dollars, and you have to pay for the Wi-Fi. So do you think that, and and getting back onto the the question, do you think that hotels then? um, Do you think that they're how you how you seeing them react? You know, you know, the hotels have very much like the taxi industry with Uber have had to smarten their act. They really have had to lift their standards and really 
diversify themselves. Uh, mm. Just recently, I believe that there's a, a chain of hotels, I oh, know there's one in Sydney that's just opened, and they've got flexible check-in and check-out times. So you actually pay for a 24-hour stay, mm. no matter what time you come in. If you come in at three in the afternoon, you can start, you can check out at three the next, three after, in the afternoon the next wow, day. that's, that's fantastic. So that's yeah. cool. Especially if you get like a, 6am flight uh-huh. in yeah. sometimes Absolutely. you need to what do you do with yourself to 2 o'clock exactly so wow. there's so, so they've really up. done things like that they've um, opened pantries and uh, convenience stores within the hotel that you can um, purchase oh, like they're just really thinking outside the square now and um, and it's really cool like it's a really Airbnb has certainly cha- it's been a game changer for mm. the whole hospitality industry so mm. taking that into context of property management mm. Yes. Okay, because yeah. that's a really interesting um, concept. Yeah. How are property managers reacting to this? Because I can see more and more yeah. property managers are jumping on board to the whole and, Airbnb and space. I guess this weekend we, I, I was fortunate enough to, to be able to um, be speaking at the property management conference on the Gold Coast here and uh, I really didn't know what I was going to get. I, was, I knew that I was going to be speaking to a room full of property managers but I wondered what sort of resistance I was going to get from these property mm. managers. You yeah. know, I, will, I really thought that there'd be some old school ones that uh, might say to me, hey, you, you know, Airbnb's stealing all our properties out of our rent roll. Yeah. Yeah. Not one person has shown that sort of uh, attitude or, um, or made any negative comments. In fact, everybody that I've spoken to has been terrifically, you know, they've just all been so accepting and really willing to accept the change. And to diversify their businesses. So you or think there is going to be a potential trend in the future oh, where I think it's, going to it's certainly changed. That's changed in twelve months. Because twelve yeah. months ago, oh, when you know, someone stood up and spoke about Airbnb, they were, they were oh, almost getting through the stage. I know, and yeah. that's kind of where I was a bit nervous this this time around. I thought, wow, what are we going to get? But um, yeah. but I really think this is a game changer for property management. And I think once again they need to diverse. Well, I would suggest that they diversify to stay ahead of the competition. What I think a lot of them are now understanding is that if they do offer Airbnb property management as part of a service uh, in their agency, they're going to attract a lot of new business. Now, Mr. and Mrs. Smith with their holiday home that they think is wonderful may walk into the their property management's office um, and say, look, I'd like to list this on Airbnb. Whether it is a successful Airbnb property or a suitable Airbnb property is yet to be seen. But guess what? That agency then gets the option of saying, I'm sorry, it's not an Airbnb but property. We have a management. Come in through and talk mm. to our long term leasing section. So so there's a really I guess and you know, if the agencies can really think about that side of things and how it's going to attract new business through the door, wow. Wow. That's so, yeah, so cool. in the property management space mm. property management space, mm. sorry. Uh, we speak a, a lot about disruptors. Yes. And, yeah. and I mean, I call it change, you know, yeah. change to, to <laughs> software, change to whatever else. Uh-huh. So there's a lot of changes happening in that space. Yeah. What changes do you see happening in the Airbnb space? So, for example, in the yeah. next two years, is there major actually, no, change? Let's, let's, no? let's make it actually literally about yeah. the property management okay. space. What do you see as the disruptor? Well, I think I, I do think Airbnb and the short term letting is going to be the disruptor for the property managers. Um, but I really think that's accepted. And and for Airbnb itself, it's going to be just competitors. I think if a competitor, well, I know Google are looking at, um, and I think they've already launched it, a very similar service to Airbnb. Really? Really? Yes. And so it's that will be interesting once that gets going and gets its legs. Um, but I've got to say, I I have tried a few different booking sites, and we're talking booking.com, we're talking yes. stays. There's a whole bunch of them out there. 
I'm in now exclusively Airbnb and I and I must say that I'm not um, paid by Airbnb to say this or or sponsored in any way by Airbnb but purely Airbnb have just got the uh, the best product out there they've got reciprocal reviews yes. so everyone's on their yes. best behavior so you That's get right. to review the guest the guest reviews you they're doing all the marketing for you they're collecting them the payments up front and they offer a one million dollar host guarantee now that is uh, the one million dollar host guarantee is a, um, a, a it's like an insurance policy. If a guest comes in, they cause any damage or they um, they maybe create a huge mess and needs extra cleaning. Mm. If the guest doesn't want to pay for it, Airbnb pays for it. Really, it's really? terrific. Going to be one of my questions. Mm, is what sorry. guarantees? No, no, no. <laughs> but I'm glad. No, no, I'm glad no, we, we, we mm. talked about that because I've been also wondering. Mm. So. How does it work? What mm. is the risk involved mm. for property managers for property to managers. potentially take that leap and take on um, yeah. Airbnb? Yeah, because that's and then, and then I guess that's where I was leading around the disruptors, mm. uh, and you sort of touched sorry, on it. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Uh, don't be sorry. <laughs> okay, <laughs> take that <Yeah>. back. <laughs> um, leading down that path of like leading down that path of property managers offering property management mm. as a service as well as Airbnb as a service. Is that yeah. what you is that what you're I seeing? I see it. I think if a property manager can be flexible and say to a, a property investor or a, prop, a homeowner, let me give you the best return on investment and this month for the, or for the next three months it's going to be Airbnb, but then we're going to switch you back to a long-term lease for six months. That is going to be the best return on investment for your property. How good is that? A property yeah. investor would it's love it. And yes. I, I certainly would. I, you know, if somebody was looking after my best interest and genuinely looking after my best interest by getting me the most money, oh, hell yes. And I'm mm. going to re- tell all my friends. So. Property management software companies you need to adapt to. Oh, to allow for. <laughs> hello. If there's any property software companies out there, we need to partner because I, honestly, there is nothing really out there that's meeting the needs of Airbnb. Taking that information from Airbnb, converting it through to a trust accounting uh, software program. So, mm. so call me. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I want to get in on this be- ground levels and then yes. that's where we're at. So, so um, and just to delve in a little bit more, so that, that would be... Uh, what you'd see is moving into the future, a, yes. how an agency could differentiate themselves is, is looking at that co-model. Look, if they can actually set themselves up as being the Airbnb experts in their area, they're going to have people knocking on the door to come and have a chat to them because Airbnb is such a hot topic. It mm. is. But there is nobody really – there are a lot of areas where there's nobody that's taking charge and saying – I know how to do it and I know how to do it well and let me just do it for you because homeowners are giving it their best shot but they're not hoteliers they're not the novelty of cleaning a toilet wears off you Mm. know after the second day well actually it doesn't actually never work for me at all but (laughs) um but look if there's somebody that's willing to do it uh and and you can outsource and get somebody to do it for you I think that there's a lot of homeowners out there that are a great target audience and market for potential property managers so it seems like a progressive agency, mm. a re- progressive real estate agency will have a sales department, yep. a property management department, a mortgage and broker potentially working out of there, and an Airbnb space. I believe so. I, th- I right. totally can see that happening. And and really, the logistics uh, are not as overwhelming as they may seem. Yeah, there are a lot of similarities uh, yeah. between the two. Oh, so much so. Um, when I was setting up my business, the hardest part for me was actually the real estate side of things getting a trust account, getting the auditing, getting all that sort of stuff in place. 
the people that I've met this weekend, 200 uh, property managers, they've already got that. They've done the hard yards. <laughs> they know how to do that work. Yes. All I've got to show them is how to do the hospitality side of things. And really... And that's your background. That's exactly right. So, yes. it's, um, so I, I think it's a, a huge opportunity for anybody who's looking to diversify and, and yeah, differentiate. So before we go to the break, yes. what, what special advice would you give to a person in the industry now that's looking at where their agency is right now and, and moving into the future? Yeah, look, I think um, just do a little bit of research. Have a look at your area. Is it um, Would it be the right area for maybe a short-term rental Airbnb uh, type service that you could offer? Uh, reach out, talk to people like myself um, and... You know, and and really just take those blinkers off. And if you can consider some options that might be, it might make you a little uncomfortable. It's good to be a little uncomfortable at times because it means that you're progressing. But yes. yeah, I think it's um, I think just and give it a go. You've got nothing to lose. There's not a huge um investment that you're needing to make to get this going. You just need one property. I think I read it in your mm. book. Your, your investment was was it nine thousand dollars? Nine thousand yeah. dollars. Nine thousand I have been reading your book. It's fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> Actually, this is Eva's book. So it is. Uh, <laughs> but um, but uh, look, yeah, I started the business uh, two and a half years ago. Nine thousand dollars in was my investment. I probably have put in about $30,000 to be fair. Still not a huge investment. Mm. And we have made five, we've bought in $5.5 million in that two and a half years. Wow. So it's uh, it's bloody great. Yeah. <laughs> so wow. It's really exciting. What other business could you be in where you put that much investment oh, in and get that higher You'd probably return? be straight to jail. After <laughs> yeah, that, <so. laughs> that's right. I but can that's think a, of a couple. But yeah, but that's the next hot seat yeah. we're going to do. Would you? Yeah. Okay, so let's go to an ad break now quickly and then we're going to come back and turn the heat up on you, um, turn up the lights and see, if, uh, see how you go when we put you on the on the spot with hot seat hot questions spot. thank Sounds you good okay back in a minute okay welcome back to the hot seat powered by affordable staff here we are and we're about to uh put julie on the spot ask her a couple of questions i'm nervous <laughs> <laughs> don't be nervous yet okay, yeah. okay so um as i ask the questions if you don't know how to answer any of yep. them just say pass Bu- yep. um, push the buzzer or? push the buzzer <laughs> okay, good. Uh, and short and concise great again conversational okay. so okay go for it your number one bucket list item travel Strangest thing you've ever eaten? <laughs> into um, already. Uh, which city grew up? The yeah. strangest place you've ever visited? Uh, Nicaragua. Describe yourself in three words. Uh, passionate. Uh, oh. <laughs> Bugger. <laughs> that, hang on. Pass. 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 <laughs> uh, uh, ambitious, passionate, and, uh, and hardworking. Excellent. How do you spend the first three hours of your day? <laughs> lots of tea, uh, lots of uh, emails, and lots of Facebook. Favorite drink? Uh, Sav Blanc. Are we Some- having one? Good choice. Oh, yeah, we should have yeah. one after this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Something interesting nobody knows about you? I used to feed crocodiles. That was my first oh, job. Oh, I really? that's exciting. Yeah, first really? job. That's really exciting. Wow. I still have all all my fingers, so it's all yeah. good. So. Not that I've seen you hold up your hands, <laughs> but... <laughs> uh, would you prefer to be invisible or to be able to fly? Oh, invisible. Let me be a stalker. Mm. <laughs> that was another question. Oh, sorry. <laughs> a mistake in life that's ended up being a success? Oh, gosh. <laughs> My first husband. Because <laughs> <laughs> I got a son out of it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, Whoops, didn't expect that yeah. one. <laughs> what is your biggest non-negotiable? <laughs> Um, last question. Uh, honesty, <laughs> honesty, and if anyone breaks that, uh, yeah, or that, and trust, and anyone breaks it, you're dead They're to out. me. Dead. Yes. Morning or night? Uh, morning. 
Weapon of choice? Sev Blanc. <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> I was the same answer. Biggest fear? Uh, heights. Mm. If you weren't doing what you were doing now, what would you be doing? Feeding crocodiles. Ooh, yeah, probably still feeding crocodiles. <laughs> um, look, I'd love to still stay in the tourism industry. Yes, and don't answer the questions ever. Yes, <laughs> but thanks. University, a school of hard knocks. Oh, university. What would you say to an 18-year-old version of you? Stop worrying about boys. Yes. <laughs> it's all good. Don't go near boys. And stay away, from, stay away from the first husband. <laughs> That's right. Oh, no. Hang on. It was good. It was a good yes, mistake. Yeah, okay. um, Fridays or Mondays? Friday. One item you could not live without? I said Blanc. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I keep coming back to that. Cats or dogs? Um, cat. Last question. How much money is enough? Never enough. Never enough. Million dollar host? I want to be a billion dollar host. Oh, good oh. answer. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for thank going through you. the hot seat. Hopefully that was painful. I mean, painless for well, you. It was very, <laughs> no, it was very good. Thank you. Excellent. So at that time now, will you basically give us a shameless plug? Oh, shameless. Oh, yes. excellent. Look, folks, if, um, if any of you are interested in Airbnb, finding out about my story, finding out about Airbnb in general, or finding out about how you can make a lot of money through the sharing economy without owning your own property, please look up Million Dollar Host. It is available on amazon.com or any online leading bookstores. So we'd love to hear from you. Thank you. It's a fantastic book. I'm, I'm, I'm really good. I need to hand it, it back to Evan now. There's please. something about a celebrity in there that a celebrity oh. this day that you're not allowed to tell us. <laughs> there's the name some of. there's some wild stories in this book. There's one about a celebrity that offered me cocaine in and Hollywood. You will share that and with let's you? just say it was somebody who used to be on Sale of the Century. There you go. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> we better finish up. Hello. Um, do we need to contact our legal team? No. It's <laughs> <laughs> like yes. <laughs> That's right. Okay, well, thank you very much, Julie. Really appreciate you being on the hot seat. And it was a um, interesting listening to your story as well as, you know, where you're going. It's such an exciting industry. <laughs> Watch this space. Yes, fantastic. Thank you. thank you very much, everybody, for watching. And we'll see you on the next episode of The Hot Seat. Thank you for listening to this episode with Julie. And before you go and ask if you enjoyed this episode, that you subscribe to our podcast, which you can find if you search for The Hot Seat, where you listen to podcasts, especially on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And you know what? If you're listening to an Apple podcast, if you can give us a five-star review, that would be even more fantastic. I also wanted to remind you that The Hot Seat is powered by affordable staff. And if we're 100% honest, we could not put The Hot Seat together without outsourcing. There's a lot of background work that goes into creating a podcast, and this couldn't happen without outsourcing it to our overseas team. I mean, I record the content and I send it offshore where they handle the video and audio edits, the website, the podcast distribution, marketing, and so, so much more. So thank you to our team in the Philippines. Okay, that's it. Thank you again for all your support. And I look forward to catching up with you in season two, episode 14 of The Hot Seat.